Sunday. Happy Sunday. <clears throat> Guess we might as well go to church. <laughs> Isn't that what we're supposed to do on Sundays? Yeah. It's more keeping up the hits with the 80s and 90s, right? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> Ooh, life is bigger. Mm. It's bigger than you. You are not me. That's me in the, the corner. corner. That's me in the spotlight. Losing my religion. So, losing our religion. <laughs> um, but because, you know, obviously we met, I say we met in high school, because that's sort of true, but actually that's that's not completely honest, because we met before I was in high school. I was in oh, eighth grade. True. And you were in ninth grade, so you I was in baby. junior high. <laughs> you were in high school where we met was church. Church. Yes, we did. We met at church. <laughs> and after 27 years of marriage, that relation, our relationship has always at least been affected by our relationship with that church. Yeah. The religion, right, our parents' religion. And yep. so much of our marriage now has, has certainly been a part of deconstructing religion mm -hmm. and, and you know I, I was having a conversation with a, a good friend uh, we just re recently connected with um, high school friends we had a, a 30th uh, <laughs> plus one <laughs> reunion right yeah. yeah and since we were in high school together we did a joint kind of 30 and 31 year reunion and saw a few friends and it was interesting um <laughs> To kind of reflect on who you were, who you are, and then how you were per perceived, and yeah, that's something yeah. that the reunion kind of kind of gave uh, mm -hmm. gave me anyway. I shouldn't speak for you, um, but <laughs> there was during a conversation with a good good friend, uh, a person I, I adore. Um, Discussions, discussions of religions always religion always comes up with high school friends because they at least knew us to be a part of that church, mm -hmm. that religion, and so they're always interested. So anyway, we were having a conversation, and then it became there. There was a word that kept getting used, which was belief, belief in God, belief in God, and and I realized at one point my my friend and I weren't having the same conversation because. We don't have a shared concept of what belief and what God is. Mm. And, and, and it's so annoying, right? It's so, it seems like so legalistic. Well, it depends on what the meaning of is is. But in, with, with words like believe and God and religion, church, um, Jesus, it, <laughs> it matters. Well, it would explain that, right? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I told him, because he asked about my beliefs. Well, my beliefs, and I said, I don't, I don't have beliefs. That's that's kind of where you and I uh, differ. I I don't really believe in things. I have ideas. I have I have some thoughts. I've worked out a few things. I have some suggestions. Mm -hmm. I have some some hypothesis. I have some submissions. <laughs> but it, it's it's my favorite. Uh, I said 
at one point my my god is Alanis Morissette because you know, in, in the movie Dogma, <laughs> she's she's God. She's God, quite literally. Please God. She's God. Um, you know, just one more myth um, in the in the in the Christocentric multiverse <laughs> that is Christendom and Jesus and the carpenter and the storyteller, right? <laughs> um, but it's, it, it, there's a scene in it where, where the Chris Rock character is explaining Jesus, and he says just this. The dude listened and asked questions more than preached. And that he was interested in ideas, not beliefs, because beliefs are something that you die for. Hmm. Beliefs are something that you kill for. Ideas can be expressed. Ideas can be changed. Ideas can be altered. Ideas can be added to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I do, I, do I have a belief in God? I don't understand the question. Um, I have a belief in deconstructing religion. Mm-hmm. I have a belief in deconstructing gods. <laughs> but the deconstruction isn't to maintain this, be an atheist, prove atheism, because I'm not an atheist. It's a search for God. Hmm. That's what deconstructing religion is. Mm-hmm. And you know, something we did, I think, is we were, it was easy to say, okay, where is God not? <laughs> yeah. Where does not God reside? Mm-hmm. And then it was easy to pivot and say, okay, not that. That's easy. Not love. Yeah. And then as we pivoted and moved on to different philosophies and different lifestyles and different cultures and different people, mm-hmm. we saw the same issues. And, you know, a friend uh, asked us, an old high school friend. So why did you leave the, uh, you know, your parents' religion? <laughs> I said honestly, it's the least, it's the least interesting topic. It's the least interesting <laughs> thing about me. It's really, oh no, I think it's very interesting, right? Because they <laughs> yeah. care a lot about this group of people because they have it's a lot like of influence. Yeah, takes over identity. There's a lot of a lot of it's combat, kids, right? Yeah. Social emotional combat amongst these groups. And I said, well, you become an adult and you start to learn that an organization identifies as religion. It's very theology and its practice is to tolerate child abuse and to cover up for the uh, child abuse. And so when you see the, the group to which you belong does that it's really important to know that whether or not the god that they say is god and that if you don't follow their rules that god will punish you to hell or reward you with heaven you go ahead and you you (laughs) they call it pascal's wager right we'll bet that there is a god you go ahead and bet there is a god and i bet that's a god so in order to do that i have to judge whether or not your god is who you claim it is and whether or not that the, the, the 
creator of the universe, the, the cosmic arbiter of all, the, <laughs> the great and, in, uh, you know, an un, the unfathomable. <laughs> Is he cool with the way you guys deal with child abuse? Yeah. Turns out my search led me to nah. <laughs> This this benevolent God that are in these stories, in these books, the, the, these these New Testament, Old Testament, and others, turns out was real, 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 real clear yeah. on the topic of child abuse. In fact, every story is really and should be viewed towards, filtered through a lens of duty to children. Mm-hmm. From, Abram, from Adam and Eve to Cain and Abel mm-hmm. to Abraham to Joseph to all the prophets of the Old Testament to Jesus, to the Gospels, mm-hmm. all the way to the garden and the cross. Now, I don't mess with Paul. That's um, <laughs> another... Uh, that can that's a debate for uh, other scholars. Let's just stop at the yeah. Gospels and what supposedly the man said. That dude was clear about child yeah. protection, and that those that would dare speak for God, would dare claim to have knowledge about God, would dare assert authority in the name of God, that they'd be pretty good at uh, protecting children and and, and, and at least stopping abuse and minimizing abuse. That's really what that scripture says. Mm -hmm. It's, It's, if anyone who is to offend one of these, do violence to betray, commit a crime against. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just ignore, which is bad enough. So the first thing, (laughs) so as I tell people, that was the first thing. Turns out um, the God of the universe isn't cool with child abuse. This institution really is. Mm -hmm. In fact, their various their their theology, their their pedagogy, their 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 policies, mm-hmm. their their legal structure is built in a failure to minimize the abuse that children experience. So it was easy to say, well, that God yeah. either doesn't exist. But I'm okay to take them at their word and say, you know what? You have very spiritual experiences that prove the knowledge that you claim to have about this God. And when you understand divine story, (laughs) you get that there are all types of gods and some of them are demon gods. So I accept that the, 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 the God that is over the hearts and minds of the um, uh, people of of our parents' religion <laughs> simply worship a demon god. 
Yeah. Not that their God doesn't exist. I'm saying yeah. your God ain't cool. Yeah. And he ain't cool. Your God, your God's <laughs> a uh, ex exploits women and abuses children. Mm -hmm. And your mm -hmm. system and allows for a secretive yeah, your your system tends to justify it. So yeah, not that. Not cool. Not that. Yeah. And that's what deconstructing religion is. I didn't deconstruct God. I just pivoted. And then I pivoted and like, oh, okay, here's another religion with my friends, right? These are my buddy who, you know, do you believe in God? <laughs> Which um, it was, I felt pity for him when he asked about evolution. Like, oh, okay. Because yeah. I said, basically, you know, science and religion isn't, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, if there's, if there's evolution, then why did, <laughs> why are there man and still apes today? Yeah. And I looked at him and I, and I, and he must've seen the, 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 oh, goodness. the shock, the reaction. I said, oh no, but that's not how it works. I mean, you, you went to, like, we went to school together. <laughs> I remember like. Biology in early, like there's different classifications of animals, mm -hmm. and then one of them's mammals. Yeah. And where were the mammals? And they're a bunch of animals, right? Like dogs, for example, is in canine, and they're like with wolves and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was wolves that essentially evolved, changed, developed into dogs, right? Now that's not a great example because wolves and dogs still exist. But if you go back, 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 back for humans, see, we're all in the ape family. Right. Yeah. And so like the, the, the apes, right? Not monkeys, but apes especially, right? Chimpanzee. These are all within our general family, but we're not the same species. <laughs> I can't believe At some point, there was within the ape family, another thing that was you know, Austro-Polyphicus and like uh, Homo. Um, he must have been like, huh? Right, these words, right, like Neanderthals and these, right? Uh, and we know because we found them and, and we can see the progression yeah. of the brain. Learned a thing. So when we say Goodness. we descended from apes, what we mean is our cousins, who are a different species of ape, and us, we came from the same common ancestor yeah. back there. Ooh, you must have blown his mind. Well, I was just, he didn't have a retort. He didn't have, and I realized, bro, we went to the same school. It's for, we're, you know, we're in our forties. <laughs> um, you're, you're a relatively educated man. You went to, went to college and you think about these things clearly because you were, had that one loaded. Yeah. But, so I pursued that all to say, uh, you know, looked, kept searching for God in different places and in different institutions and among different sects. Yeah. And it turns out they all had a similar problem of tolerating child abuse. And the ones that did better about child, here, here's what I learned in my journey and my search for God. Because I feel like we found yeah. God finally yeah. in, in all this deconstruction. We found where there is, there's a connection between tolerating child abuse and that connection is dogma. And the more dogmas that exist within a people, mm -hmm. and this includes secular people, 
the more dogmas that exist, the more likely they are to tolerate child abuse within their people because it's their dogmas that matter more than the mind of a child. Mm-hmm. And so they sacrifice mm-hmm. the, their children to their dogmas, to their beliefs, to their thoughts in their heads, just like Abraham mm-hmm. did. And, and, and so these, these stories, after deconstructing religion, I realized a couple things. First of all, all divine origin stories are the same. Yeah. Right. Very, Hindu, yeah. Buddha, um, classical, like Homer, and the, and, the, and the Greek and Roman gods, um, um, you know, Old Testament prophecy, uh, uh, New Testament, Jesus, Islam, Quran, uh, Torah, I, all these stories, right, especially of the majors. Yeah. They're all telling the same story. story. We don't understand the story too often because we're really bad with rhetoric. We're really bad with storytelling. And we take things too literally and we take it too, like, piously. (laughs) It's like, and and it makes more sense. All these stories make more sense if you view it through the lens of a comedy <laughs> like an absurdist story more and that's a form of a comedy right as an absurdist it's so yeah. absurd right the, the, the classic if you're if you're into your art if you're into your literature <laughs> you know, orpheus in the underworld <laughs> is a great example of of uh, you know divine uh story that was you know um about the, the, the classical period and the Greek gods and Homer's story. I think it's Homer. And, and it, it's a comedy. It's a little dirty. It's a little body. It's mm-hmm. very graphic. It's like, it's absurd. <laughs> and and we, we just inject on like the, the, the Romans or the Greek, the, the classical period, like they were all theists, mono, you know, theist-like modern, postmodern Christian mm. uh, mono, monotheism. And they're not. No. Yeah. Hinduism, Buddhism, it's not theistic. No. It is. And, and, and from the beginning, these stories are meant to communicate deism mm-hmm. as a philosophy, as a, as a, as just a concept. Yeah. And, and it's what's, what's lacking when you look at these stories, these stories of parenting, these stories of child development. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which all great existential stories are, right? Don Quixote, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, um, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, there, there's a reason why there's the, the character of, of childhood is so prominent. <laughs> Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> right? These archetypes, these, there's only so many stories that can be told, that are told, that have been told. Yeah. And, and it's a comedy, and it's usually got a twist. So the people that you think are the superheroes or the super good guys, when you realize they're either the dorks, the cowards, or the losers. <laughs> and sometimes they're the bad guys. Mm. But a lot of times they're the dopes. The people that are presented as the good guys, because it's yeah. funny. It's meant to tell a story. Tell it's, not, a story. it's not meant to spoon feed. It's meant to, for mm-hmm. you to figure yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so 
the problem, so much problem with religious speech, with religious commentary and discussions is they have conflated God, deity, the divine, source, energy, love, with ritual, mm-hmm. with mythology, yeah. and with theology. And, and, and everyone is claiming ownership over divinity. Yeah. And it really just means they want to control other people through their dogmas. Yeah, through their dogmas, yeah. And so we'll tell the story about what we deconstructed with specificity and the, the institution with, with facts and circumstances and names. Mm-hmm. But it's more interesting, I think, to start with what we found and what we found was God. Mm-hmm. And it was really easy, really, for me as a dad, as a, as a partner, you know, as a parent, was to learn from my wife in how to parent lovingly with boundaries and nurturing and empowering. And so love is not my religion. Sorry, I said it last time, I think that's Lenny. I meant Lenny Kravitz. For some huh. reason, I thought it was Lenny, right? It's Ziggy Marley. Sorry, Ziggy. Oh. Love is my religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love. But love isn't my religion. Mm-hmm. Parenting became my religion. Mm-hmm. And so our children, DMT, right, their initials, mm-hmm. are both individually and collectively our God. Yes. And that's deism. Yeah. To say there is this being D, this being, MT, and they are important and unique and and, and have priority. Mm -hmm. And they're also this being together, children. And then there's this organism, family, and this organism, marriage. And how do all these beings stay in interdependent say themselves but still blend and bond and communicate and connect yeah and so when i say dmt is my god i mean it it's literal it's metaphorical and and literal and it communicates something philosophically about love Mm. because as far as I can tell, in going through all the religions and in going through all the philosophies and, and systems of thinking, the best human expression of love that humans have is in the parent-child relationship. They are where we experience our most acute trauma and suffering and hopefully some of our most impactful feelings of connection yeah. and love. Ecstatic love. <laughs> yeah. And, and it impacts so much of our mind, our cognition, our metabolism, our gut health. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it impacts it. 
So, we'll look at child development versus child abuse and the systems of thinking that both empower, enhance, and make accessible the development, the creative, and those that cause disconnection, disease, and dissatisfaction. And we can look at through a lens of parenting. Suffer the children to come unto me, or the children suffer. Yeah. So, yeah. here's some practical stuff parents, kids. It's the space between. We focus so much on the major events, the major emotions, and the major successes and happiness, right? We're in this stage of where the only thing we fixate on is when there is high emotion, high feeling, mm -hmm. high intensity, high stimulation. Life, relationships, health, wellness, longevity is in the, in the space between in the boring times. And often kids, if you've got a lot of boring times, then that means you were pretty safe and pretty secure. So celebrate the boring, celebrate the space between. Now, here's some physiological space between um, techniques. First, think about that. Think about the space between. And remember those experiences because usually those are positive too. Mm -hmm. And take care of the space between your teeth and the space between your toes. <laughs> too many people just, we're not clean enough, guys. Your hygiene sucks. <laughs> Your parents have failed your children in helping them take care of the, their bodies, okay? Um, people, boys, you have to wipe better. You just, you just have to take care of your butthole. <laughs> it's ridiculous what I'm hearing and what you guys think gay is and just stop it. Take care of your butthole. Wipe completely, okay? Floss, brush your teeth, and make sure you're wiggling your toes and spacing your toes, especially as you get older. Your feet are collapsing, you're gonna have pain, you're gonna have neurological pain. Your teeth impact your gut biomes, your, your toes impact your nervous system, your nerves, how you feel, how you perceive, do those things. Focus on the space in between because that's where the magic happens. Parenting is a yoga. Yes. I guess.